May I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In today's readings, we glimpse more of how this relationship with God and our Christian spirituality is designed. Psalm 139 gives us beautiful description. God creates us, is near us, knows us, understands us. But notice, God does not control us. We are not puppets in our Christian spirituality. We have autonomy and make decisions and act, sometimes in really great ways. I think of the junior high science teacher last week in Indiana who tackled a shooter at the school where a sudden violent situation had erupted, and he was shot three times, saving who knows how many lives. And sometimes we make horrifying decisions. I think of President Assad of Syria, who in a reign of evil, for lack of any other description, has destroyed a nation, killed and displaced countless people. We, as God's creatures, have autonomy and make choices. God has designed it that humans can freely exercise their decisions. God's care of creation gives us a great deal of space, but also, strangely, gives us a great deal of responsibility. This is a part of, we see, of what we see happening in our Old Testament reading today. It begins, Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. This simple sentence infers much. God speaks, and we can hear and listen to God. This simple sentence also communicates to us that sometimes God is not heard or listened to. Or does God stop speaking? Or do we not want to hear? God speaks, and we can listen and hear, though there may be principles or conditions for it to take place. In our narrative of Samuel and Eli today, we can understand a bit why God may not talk or why we may not hear or listen. Not wanting to listen is the issue with Eli. God says to Samuel, for I have told him. God had already talked to Eli about this. We don't know why, but Eli did not listen to God. Also in the narrative, we see the boy Samuel beginning to learn to hear and listen to God. It's funny how those two words are different, hear, listen, particularly in our contemporary culture. Webster's Dictionary helps us. To hear may simply have to do with the capacity to perceive sound, to be able to become aware of sound. To, to listen is more. It may mean to pay attention to sound, to hear something with thoughtful attention, to give consideration. Here's a great phrase from Webster's. To listen is to be alert to catch an expected sound. Hearing and listening are not the same thing. In our contemporary culture, we may move through most days with a plethora of sound. Hearing, aware, but not necessarily listening. Not alert to catching the sound. It sounds as if listening to God may be a skill to be developed. I heard an interview on a CBS podcast last week of the crew of the Southwest flight that blew an engine while in flight recently. As the crew described the violent vibration of the aircraft and loud sounds the plane and air were making because of the hole through the window, 
Gail King asked one of the flight attendants, weren't you afraid? Did you think you might not make it? The woman, a woman of faith, replied without missing a beat, I knew we were going to be okay. Interestingly, the crew, having just met for the first time that morning before flight, fell into a brief but deep conversation about faith, prayer, and family. This woman of prayer, I think, contrary to all going on around her, was hearing and listening to God. And though it was not congruent with what she saw and heard around her, she received it and was able to bring calming assurance to passengers. This woman knew what God's voice sounded like, and she trusted it. In our scripture narrative, a part of what's happening is that Samuel is learning to hear and listen to God's voice. Notice at first he's a bit clueless, and that he navigates through this with Eli's help. Samuel heeds Eli's advice, who says, It's God. Next time it happens, say, Speak, for your servant is listening. Samuel is moving from hearing to listening, from awareness of sound to alertly catching it, giving thoughtful consideration. Throughout Scripture, we see a normal paradigm of God speaking and people listening. In our calendar, this flows meaningfully after our celebration of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Spirit. We are indwelt, may be filled with the Holy Spirit. God is in us. It certainly makes sense that we, out of union with him, could hear God's voice. How do we begin to learn this? I realize it all sounds quite ambiguous and perhaps a bit out there. But, like most things in the Christian life, there is great simplicity. But it's hard. It's hard because we must tame the voices of culture and ourselves in order to hear God. In part, this forces us to know what the voice of culture is saying and know what our own voice sounds like. In this contrast, we create space to begin to hear God's voice. We can begin to discern culture's voice by contrast with the values and priorities of scripture, tradition, and reason in our Episcopal lens. In it, we quickly see that culture is full of sound, and if we listen, it may mostly be appealing to our appetites, food, drink, possessions, pleasure. Further, we must discern our own voice. Dan Harris, co-anchor of Nightline and weekend edition of Good Morning America, in his memoir slash self-help book, 10% Happier, speaks of taming his own voice and describes well the voice in our head as he is journeying in a meditation practice. He says, I'm talking about the internal narrator, the most intimate part of our lives. It's a swamp of urges, desires, and judgments. It's fixated on the past and the future to the detriment of the here and now. Our inner chatter isn't all bad, of course. Sometimes it's creative, generous, or funny. But if we don't pay close attention, which very few of us are taught how to do, it can be a malevolent puppeteer. In pursuing the taming of the voice of culture and self, the answer is the same. The how is the practice of silence. It is when we are silent, we become aware of the crowdedness of thought, worry, dread, control, and anxiety in our souls. As we let go of what's holding us in our fast-moving thought life, we begin to slow down 
and become aware of another's presence. We really are indwelt by God. We really can hear God's voice. We really can listen and catch the expected sound. Listen to Psalm 46. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know. Be still. Be. Amen.